Christmas my true love gave to me 
Larson is the king of kings. We all know who the real king of kings is, right? It's Henrik Larson. And I'm going to make an admission here. I used to always, always, always say that Danny McGrain was the best Celtic player I've ever seen. But the reality is now, I have to put my hands up and say, it's Henrik. It pains me. But that man was a genius. And I saw every Celtic game he played live. And the Olympian heights that he achieved, particularly, and this can't be over-egged, to score 53 goals after coming back for a horrendous leg break was absolutely incredible. The 50th being at Ibrox, you know, just this was the stuff that dreams are made of. Um, so Henrik, if you're listening, we salute you, O Lord, above.
his 50th goal of the season. Beautifully taken. I thought the youngster would get it, but Larson did it himself. The Celtic supporters have waited a long time to see a victory like this. A kind of hard-hearted challenge again by that Rangers defence. A lot of work to be done. And in went the 50th. Trying to seal up. Steps inside the challenge of Fernandez. Larson again, Sachuson. Good play from Henrik Larson. Steve Guppy, a chance to create something. Larson! Super strike by Larson. Larson does all the work on the right hand side. Steve Guppy could have picked something out there. He's very patient. Held on to the ball, Larson, great support play. And what a finish into the top corner, giving the goalkeeper absolutely no chance whatsoever. Steve Guppy for me does exceptionally well here. Delays it. Don't come much better than that. Yeah, he's really struggling for form, isn't he, Henrik? So much involved in that. All the build-up was his. And then that scintillating finish. Second day of Christmas, my true love gave to me to Danny McGrains, and Larson is the king of kings. Number two is simply Danny McGrain. What more needs to be said? A proud beard wearer, thighs like tree trunks, a magnificent servant to the club and someone who touched a generation of Celtic supporters. It's as simple as that. On the third day of Christmas, my true love gave to me three European finals to Danny McGrains and Larson is the king of kings. Aye, there was three European finals and we've all heard and know about Lisbon but we go back to the European Cup final three years later in Milan against Feyenoord and I think it's a seminal moment in Celtic's history because I think if we'd won that we probably would have won four or five European Cups in that era um, There's been all sorts of reasons given as to why we lost we underestimated them and Certain players miss chances they shouldn't have and all that kind of thing. But we have to recognise the achievement of getting back to the European Cup final in the same way that we recognise whilst we lost in Seville, the achievement was the community fans that went there. Having said all that, I'd still love to have won both of them. Christmas my true love gave to me four back-to-back trebles three European finals two Danny McGrains and Larson is the king of kings four back-to-back trebles in a row that will never be done again Celtic quite frankly were a machine 
I mean, do you remember the days we used to turn up to Hamden and get beat by the likes of St Myrna and Kilmarnock and Ross County? And then it became just like a home game. Trophy after trophy after trophy. Just relentless. Absolutely relentless. And we should never, ever take the days for granted. Celebrate every trophy like it's your last, every goal like it's the best. Because we've all seen bad times and we all must always celebrate the good times. Finals, not on this occasion though. And the Scottish Cup is going to be decided by penalties. Hearts won the trophy with their last shootout. And Stephen Naismith is there first. And he scores it. And he lets out a roar as well. Griffiths, who scored Celtic's third. Nets as well, as you would expect. Ah, so composed, wasn't he? And he scores two. Three excellent penalties thus far. And he scores two. They've been picture perfect so far in this shootout. Here goes Lee. And he is cool as a cucumber. Hearts have their lead back in the shootout. Ryan Christie's next for Celtic. He's been brilliant from the spot by and large recently. This time he's done. What a moment this is for Michael Johnston. And he nets. And it is 3-3. You miss now, you run the risk of losing the cup final. And Whitehead has his hazard again! It's just his third Celtic appearance. But he's put them to the brink of more history. Again, he keeps it out. I mean, showing great experience beyond his years, Connor Hazard. Christopher Iyer up against his former teammate Craig Gordon for the cup. And he's done it! He has done it! History! More history for Celtic Football Club! The relief is palpable at Hampton! Celtic quadruple treble winners! Four straight Scottish Cups! Twelve straight trophies! On the fifth day of Christmas, my true love gave to me Five, there's only one King Billy Four back-to-back trebles Three European finals Two Danny McGrains And Larson is the King of Kings Caesar If there's ever been a better leader Yeah, Celtic team on the pitch I've not seen him. When Big Billy walked out that tunnel with the chest out, standing tall, he represented millions. He was 
ingratiated with Celtic as much as anybody has ever been with this football club. When he stood there with the European Cup in Lisbon, there was not a man born that was more fitting to do that. And we all know there's only one King Billy. That's McNeil. On the sixth day of Christmas, my true love gave to me six against the highbies, five there's only one King Billy, four back-to-back trebles, three European finals, two Danny McGrain, and Larson is the King of Kings. Ah, the Hibs Cup Finals, eh? Or maybe I should say the Wimbledon Cup Finals, because it was like a Wimbledon score, wasn't it? 6-1, 6-2, 6-3. And the name Dixie Dean still strikes fear into the heart of any Hibernian supporter to these days. This was Jokestein's Celtic at its finest. A really good Hibs side that would have been the best ever and completely eclipse the famous five were it no for Celtic were torn to pieces by Jockstein's Celtic they did get some kind of revenge when they managed to steal a League Cup for us in 1972 something that's still remembered the Easter Road to this day but no one will ever forget the performances of Celtic. To score so many goals in a cup final against a great team just sums up Celtic's position at that time. They were fantastic, mercurial and simply unbeatable. So once again, we thank Celtic for those cup finals, the Wimbledon ones, 6-1, 6-2, 6-3.
comes Conley. That must surely wrap it all up for self. You're listening to the Still Are the Tim's Christmas Special. And now, the final six. On the seventh day of Christmas, my true love sent to me. Seven means we jinkies, six against the high beast, three times. Five, there's only one King Billy. Four, back-to-back trebles, three, European finals, two is Danny McGrain. And Larson is the King of Kings. James Connolly Johnston. If ever a player summed up the cavalier nature of the Celtic Football Club, it was Jinky. You simply could not get the ball off him. A mercurial talent, like any genius, you live right on the edge. Who can forget the stories of the Red Star Belgrade game? Having had a bad experience on a plane coming back from Canada... Jinky could not face flying to Belgrade for the return leg. So Jokestein told him, if you win by four clear goals, we man, you didn't have to go. The second half, Jinky was like a man possessed. He scored two and set up two in a famous 5-1 victory. At the end of the game, he was jumping up and down, shouting to anybody who would listen, I don't have to go, I don't have to go. Much to the amusement of his fellow teammates. A couple of minutes later, Joke says to him, the thing is wee man, you know, I've just had the, the manager in the Red Star and he says you need to let the people of Belgrade see Jimmy Johnson. And Jimmy was like, no, 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 no way, no way, no way. And he didn't have to go. Jinky simply was a machine for Celtic, you know, to have sustained a career so long at such levels is a testament not only to his character, but to the man management skills of Jokstein. When he was named the greatest ever Celtic player, he made a speech that meant you could have heard a pin drop in the auditorium he didn't talk about himself he talked about other people he went right back to people like brother Wilfred Willie Maley Jimmy McGrory Charlie Tully and of course his teammates in the Lisbon Lions quite simply Jinky was a genius As he contracted motor neuron disease, the Celtic family closed in. The footballing world gave their best. And with the bravery and courage that he played for Celtic with, he fought the disease to the end. We'll miss you, Jinky. Throughout the world, tributes have already been coming in from around the world and it's showing the great esteem and love and respect that Celtic 
and non-Celtic people have had for Jimmy Johnson. I think the first thing we'd like to do is um, pass on our condolences to Agnes and the family. Uh, they've been absolutely astonishing in terms of how they've supported and nursed Jimmy through this horrible illness. Our sincere thoughts and condolences from everyone at the club go to them. Millions of words and millions of uh, uh, have been spoken and, and, and actually written about Jimmy Johnson, so what more can you say? He was voted the greatest ever celt uh, by the fans, which meant so much to him. And indeed, no matter how many magnificent and great players we had at the club, I don't think anybody would challenge that Jimmy Johnson was the greatest. He lived the dream. He was uh, raised in View Park just down the road, Celtic supporter for as long as he knew. And he lived the dream. He actually came here and he played. And he played so magnificently. I'm sure we all have our memories of Jimmy. The, the, um, he gave us fantastic memories, both on and off the pitch. He lived life to the full. Um, and he, for our club, um, took us to a different level. One of the Lisbon Lions, one of the gang, the brothers. And uh, I think we've all feel we've either lost a brother or a son. Quite simply, he was the greatest. Thanks very much. He had some um, attributes that weren't fully appreciated. He was one of the fastest footballers, the fastest swings I've ever seen. I saw him deliberately give a Hibs fullback five yards of a start over 20 yards and he beat him to the ball. He was a great ambassador for us Jinners, small Jinners. <laughs> <laughs> he gave me the nickname of Delbeth, which is a cemetery just behind the training ground at Barrafield. Because he said when we were shooting, most of them ended up in there anyway. I remember watching the uh, European Cup final from a, a, a little black and white TV set in a, in a, in a boarding school at the time. And, um, and for me to get to know Jimmy Johnson in some sort, sort of small way was a big privilege for me. There's absolutely no doubt about that. I, I couldn't really sum up the man. I couldn't do him justice. Just to say that I was, I was privileged to know him for the length of time that I did. My abiding memory is every time he was fouled, he always wanted the ball immediately. He showed great courage, really. Particularly as a, as a diminutive little lad, you know, he was only five foot five or something. And is that an incredible courage that marked him out as a special person and a player? I can remember coming in as a 15-year-old here and just starting the ground staff. And uh, Jimmy probably just put his peak at that time. And it was an amazing... Uh, Amazing feeling to walk through the door, amazing experience, and uh, you know, clean the boots of guys like Jimmy Johnson, Billy McNeil, John Clark, Bobby Lennox, all these guys. Uh, but Jimmy was, uh, he was uh, the Wayne Rooney or the Jaws best that uh, of his days, no, no doubt about that. I remember him for his real cheeky, being on the field and off the field, being a nightmare as a teammate at hotels. I've got so much to tell, I won't tell you anymore. I just remember him as a great guy and a great, great, great football player. John Clark would pick us up in the morning, pick me up, and then I would go and get Jimmy out of his bed to go into training and that. Then I always remember after matches, we'd go to a place and always go to the restaurants. And it was always one, don't be staying too long, but unfortunately, we, never, we would win the game and then we'd go then and there would be myself, Jimmy, George Conley, Bobby Murdoch had moved out Bosel with John Hughes and that, so it was quite a team and we all had to buy a drink for one another and one led to two, led to three and... He put colour on a damp game, on a grey, grey game 
Him and other people, yeah, Jim Baxter's and you know, Willie Henderson's and Bobby Murdoch's put colour. I came to the park, obviously, at the European Cup final. And that performance, I think, put colour into football. And we Jimmy, obviously, with his red hair and his great tenacity to overcome bad, bad defenders who just came out to kick him and stop him. Great courage and great sense of humour. Well, funnily enough, it wouldn't be uh, football and he had a lot of great magical moments, but it was just his smile and his enthusiasm and every time he walked in a, in a room, he just uh, lit the, the place up. That's what I'll remember about Jimmy Johnston. When you think of Jimmy, you know, there's a smile comes straight on your face, you know, and I'm sure supporters, not just in Scotland, all over the world will have their own special memories of him. And, uh, you know, just a, a great man and a, and a great player. And it was great to see him coming in the dressing room every now and again with Clarkie and, and Bertie Auld and the banter between them was fantastic. So um, it's, it's such a, it's a poignant day for the club and, uh, you know, it'll be, a, it'll be a sad week now. And the greatest ever Celtic player, the wonderful, magical Jimmy Johnson. on the eighth day of christmas my true love sent to me Eight is the maestro, seven means we jinky, six against the high beast, three times. Five, there's only one king, Billy. Four, back-to-back -back trebles, three, European finals, two is Danny McGrain. And Larson is the king of kings. Ah, Paul McStay, the maestro. Growing up, I used to think that that's what centre midfield players were. They were like Paul McStay. But then when I started to realise and grow up and see other football, I realised there was nobody like Paul McStay. He could run, he could pass, he could tackle, he could shoot, he could mix it, he could put himself about. He was everything rolled into one. More importantly... He was one of us. His career spanned 15 years at Celtic. But we all got to know him when he starred at Wembley for Scotland schoolboys in a 5-4 victory. I was at his first game at Petodre in 1982 when he scored a goal. And that set the standard for a career part of which was really successful and the other part he took the whole club onto his shoulders he never left us when better money and bigger offers was on the table and when he lifted that cup against Airdrie a weight came off the shoulders of all Celtic supporters and the man himself he always carried himself the plum on and off the park and who can ever forget the time at Celtic Park when he outfoxed Trevor Francis, Ray Wilkins and Graham Souness to split the Rangers defence apart 
and start the birthday celebrations of Celtic Football Club. When he was named in the greatest of our Celtic 11, he said his love affair with Celtic started when he used to jump on the bus in Lark Hall to go and watch the team. And from there, he became a member of the greatest ever Celtic team. That's how good Paul McStay was, the maestro. Products of Celtic's phenomenally successful youth policy. From the very beginning, Paul showed the poise and vision to achieve greatness in football. That was shown to great effect in his Premier League debut in 1982. Next day. Oh yes! Sheer brilliance from young Paul McStay. And young Paul McStay celebrates his Premier League debut with a goal to remember. After humbling Aberdeen, Paul's first old firm game was to prove just as remarkable. The of defence had an inning, here's a great chance for Martin McLeod. McStay following up. Paul McStay in his first old firm match makes it one apiece. McStay so determined. Perfect chance for McGarvey. His skill at such an early age quickly made him a favourite with the supporters and management, earning him a regular place in the team. McLeod now to McStay. It's Burns, McStay again. Absolutely magnificent. Total dream player. McStay at his best. Phenomenal football. Everything he wanted in a footballer, he had it. The one thing I would say maybe lacked was a wee bit of pace, but he made up for that with the sharpness of his brain and could go and just run a football match the way he wanted to do it. Uh, phenomenal play. Fans starting edging forward very slowly. They have five men in the penalty area. McStay, brilliant goal. Paul won his first championship medal in the remarkable 5-0 league-winning match against St Mirren in 1986. As always, he was keen to make his contribution. His way to the byline, here's Martin McLeod, now McStay. 4-0 to By the centenary year, Paul was a mature member of the squad and played in every league game. His presence was immense, not only providing goals, but also scoring himself. Went beyond everybody, it's in. Paul's vision in midfield allowed him to command the game, opening it up to create goal-scoring chances for his teammates. It was vital to defeat Rangers if the title was to be won. The crucial match was considered by many to be the tie at Ibrox in March. If Celtic won, there would be no way back for the Ibrox side. Good play though by Tommy Barnes for Celtic. Here's Paul McStay. It's a great effort from McStay. Brilliantly saved by Chris Woods. Just at a point where we thought that Paul McStay had a quiet spell in the match. 
he busts to life. Now just look at the power in this shot. As the pass comes forward from Tommy Barnes, McStay with one thought in mind. There's Paul McStay. Paul McStay with the open goal. 21 minutes into the second half. The Celtic end goes wild. A superb strike by Paul McStay. It's only his fourth of the season. But it was McStay who won that ball on the right initially. Looked over the cross. Anton Rogan nodded it down. That was Billy Starks and appealed for handball. The ball was then scrambled out from the head of Graham Roberts, then nodded down again by Morris. There was McStay, and Woods was helpless. In 1990, Paul became the third McStay to hold the club captaincy. Manley with them all the way. Finds the team up for Fulton. Here's a chance for Paul McStay! A marvellous strike by the Celtic captain. However, the club was not keeping pace financially with the Rangers' challenge, resulting in experienced players leaving Celtic. In May 1992, Paul caused great speculation when he threw his jersey into the jungle, seemingly saying farewell to the fans. He later stated that he was simply reviewing his options, but no one in the stadium that day wanted such a faithful player to leave. Paul returned the next season and never regretted his decision to stay. Boyd, McStay. Oh, that was called by Paul McStay. Back with Paul McStay. With Celtic a minute at last. The captain strikes. Good play again. Grant checks inside McCall. On for McStay. for Paul's loyalty to the club came in 1995 when at last he got his hands on the silverware that he and the supporters had desired for so long. Paul McStay's been waiting for the presentation of the Tenants Scottish Cup to Paul McStay. Paul McStay has been one of the greatest servants of Celtic Football Club. His style of play often brought the fans to their feet and his passion for his club was boundless. On the ninth day of Christmas, my true love sent to me nine in a row, twice. Eight is the maestro, seven means we jinky, six against the hivies, three times. Five, there's only one king, Billy. Four, back-to-back -back trebles, three, European finals, two is Danny McGrain. And Larson is the king of kings. And that's because we've already done nine twice. So if we've done that twice, we can do it again. The first one, all gained on away grounds, was a lesson in scintillating football. As the Lisbon Lions became the quality street gang, Celtic dominated Scottish football for a decade. 
They pretty much dominated European football for that lengthy time as well. The standard set in that era should be everything that we aspire to now. And aspire we did again when we clinched another nine in a row in the modern era. And whilst the football and landscape has changed dramatically since the dazzling 60s and 70s, the fact remains that clinching another nine in a row was an incredible achievement done by an incredible amount of players who simply did not know when they were beaten. The heroes of the first one, from Billy McNeil, Jimmy Johnston, Kenny Dalglish, Danny McGrain, Davy Hay, to the heroes of this era, Scott Brown, James Forrest, Callum McGregor. These guys enshrined their names into Celtic's history by an incredible feat achieved not once, but twice. Championships in a row, equaling the world record. They played with a power and skill that enraptured the fans. Gallagher on to Chammers, he's onside.
of Scotland for a ninth season in a row. They have achieved nine in a row. Which Christmas my true love sent to me Ten in a row Blew that one Nine in a row Twice Eight is the maestro Seven means we jinkies Six against the hybies Three times Five there's only one King Billy Four back-to-back trebles Three European finals Two is Danny McGrain And Larson is the king of kings Ten in a row. For years it dominated our thoughts, our words, our passion. But let's face it, we fucked it up. Many people are guilty for what happened that season. From Dermot Desmond, to Peter Lowell, to Neil Lennon, to that fucking pandemic. And while it might not be the Christmas spirit to be so negative there were no positives to take out of that season week upon week a turgid football then became an all out war when the club decided to go to Dubai this is what lost us 10 in a row the aftermath Covid bans and the points dropped in January were ultimately what cost us having any chance of gaining the magical 10. What even bewilders more is the fact that previous to that and post that it's been business as usual which will always make me sceptical. But then again we always have a chance 
to try again. On the eleventh day of Christmas, my true love sent to me eleven Lisbon lions, ten in a row. Lost nine in a row, twice. Eight is the maestro, seven means we jinky. Six against the high beast, three times. Five, there's only one king, Billy. Four back-to-back trebles, three European finals, two is Danny McGrain. And Larson is the king of kings. Ah, the Lisbon Lions. The best football team that Scotland ever produced. The enormity of what they achieved that day, one afternoon in Lisbon, gets bigger as we get further away. There are so many things that stand out. The fact that everybody was born within 30 miles of Celtic Park. The fact that they were the first non-Latin team to win the European Cup. But there are other things. Celtic won the European Cup on a Thursday. Only team ever to win the European Cup on a Thursday. The game kicked off at five o'clock, and many people who I've spoken to who were in Lisbon always want to remind me that at that time it was 85 degrees. This peely wally Scottish team line up in a tunnel against these bronze superstars of Internazional, the most expensive team ever assembled. And what did they do? To relieve the tension and relax the players, they sang the Celtic song. You could not write this kind of stuff. As the teams walked out, Jokstein noticed Helenio Herrera, the Inter Milan manager, was sitting on his place on his bench. Helenio got an earful that would have been akin to something he had done a pit. The match itself was a victory for pure, beautiful, inventive football. Celtic had 42 shots on target that day. Ironically, the goalkeeper of Inter Milan, Sarti, had been pinpointed as a weak link. He kept them from getting an annihilation. Inter Milan got a penalty. It was scored by Mazzola. And from then on in, it was just wave upon wave upon wave of green and white hooped attack. At half time, Big Joke said to them, just keep doing what you're doing, but a wee bit faster. The goals will come. And when they did, it was lift off right round the world. Tommy Gemmell sent a bullet in to equalise and from then on in as Kenneth Wollstoneholme said the European Cup would be on its way to Glasgow when Stevie Chalmers knocked the winner in with five minutes to go the world spun on its axis Celtic had done it they had defeated the negative Catanaccio style into Milan and imprinted a memory on the minds of all true football fans in Europe. 
It was a fifth trophy won that season and they would go on in a couple of weeks to win 1-0 in the Bernabeu in the Alfredo de Stefano testimonial. Jockstein had put the club to Olympian heights and the Lisbon Lions will live forever. I mean, that sent the pattern in for a period, particularly when Manchester United the next year did it. But they were the pioneers of doing the impossible. I mean, the achievement is... It's hard to describe, really, because for a year and two months from 65 to 67... If someone wrote a book, we'd call it fiction. You know, it was an amazing achievement. And uh, I mean, the, the expectation rose from winning the cup against Dunfermline to creating the side that he did. You know, Jock was unbelievable. So it'll always be, I mean, always be regarded as the greatest football feat. They were the pioneers, really, weren't they? They were for British football, no doubt about that. And, um, was for, for instance, you know, Sir Matt at Manchester United was rebuilding the team after Munich Air disaster. But they got to a semi-final, which was a great achievement because they're a very young side. But Celtic to do with 11 players all within, what, 25 miles of each other, it's, it's astonishing, really astonishing. So it's uh, really this evening tonight sort of a recognised achievement, but also applauds players who managed to achieve it and the management staff who did also. Never be done again that will it? Never be done again. Absolutely no doubt about that. On the twelfth day of Christmas my true love sent to me twelve men against us eleven Lisbon Lions ten in a row blew that nine in a row twice Eight is the maestro. Seven means we jinky. Six against the Heidis. Three times. Five, there's only one King Billy. Four back-to-back trebles. Three European finals. Two is Danny McGrain. And Larson is the King of Kings. Happy Christmas, everybody. Hey, Leo. Alright, alright, I know, the paranoid lunatic's back again, going on about the 12 men against Celtic and all the rest of it. And we all know that's nonsense, isn't it? Because, really, it's the referee, the two assistant referees, the fourth official, and the bastard on VAR. Celtic fans, we've seen our club win some great things. The team have played out their skin for the fans. The fans have given that back tenfold. Yes, we've had some fantastic success and great victories. Xavi's error! This is Tony Watt! He's done it! This is the stuff of legends! Did you ever get the feeling that we should have won more? Malone gets the first touch. David Weir gets nothing over that. It's a penalty for me. It's the only profession in the world where 
Um, there's, there's, there's so many honest mistakes. Essen makes the save again! These things add up. These little things add up. That's a shocker. And it's right in front of Craig Thompson. It wasn't. But... There's been too many bad decisions, too many honest mistakes, too many times when, as a club, we've been beaten by bias and bigotry. But where's the proof? We hope you enjoyed that wee bit of fun. Something new, something different. Not to be taken seriously, just a laugh. I personally want to thank the immense talents of Phelan Warren and Kieran Warfield of the fabulous Catalpa Band. And due to their incredible voices, creativity and talent, it's only fitting that we say, to hell with the Christmas songs, here's Catalpa. <laughs>